Hey, it's Lisa Ann here. Thanks for joining me on another episode of the More Than Social podcast. I'm a digital marketing expert, self-development junkie, and your go-to for all things marketing, ads, and automation. I'm so excited that you popped by to hang out with me today, so let's dive right into the topic. Hey there, welcome back to the More Than Social podcast. I am really excited about this episode that you're about to dive into because we're talking all about YouTube. Now, I use YouTube quite a lot. My podcast is on there, the video version of it, of course, but it's something that I used to get super overwhelmed with. I used to feel like it is such a big platform. There's so many different things that people tell you to do. There's so many new things even popping out all the time, like YouTube shorts, which essentially is similar to reels on Instagram or on TikTok. And there's just, there's a lot. So this conversation, it excites me that you get to listen to it because it's with a guest, Jamar, and he actually tells us what not to do. So it's kind of like this breath of fresh air, like, Honestly, he took so much weight off my shoulder of things that I was trying to do that I was just like, didn't necessarily have time to do it, but he really focused on the business owner perspective. So creators and business owners, I want to talk about that real quick before we dive into it. A business owner, we have so many things to do within our business. It's not just about creating content on the front end of our business. Yes, it can help us grow our business, but it's not everything that we do within our business. So how do you balance it? How do you keep up with the creators who are creating content all the time? We don't. We just look at things a little bit differently as business owners. And he's given us a lot of tips on how do you actually utilize YouTube in the most effective way from a business owner perspective. But also we talked about how do you then use that audience that you've just attracted through YouTube and then how do you get them into your sales funnels? So you guys know I'm all about sales funnels. I'm all about lead generation. I'm all about growing your business online. And this is just one of the methods that I personally use within my business. Jamar has given us so much tips. So I hope you take away just as much as I did with this episode. Enjoy every minute of it and get ready to take lots of notes. So let me just bring on Jamar and we will dive into the episode. Hey, Jamar, welcome to the More Than Social podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Of course, I am super excited to dive into all things YouTube. But before we get there, why don't you share with our listeners who you are, what you do, even how you got into the whole YouTube world in general? Yeah, so I own a YouTube management agency for online businesses looking to attract more problem aware people and high quality leads without having to really launch or fight the social media algorithms. Like we have a whole social media YouTube funnel strategy that we apply to our clients so that they can start using like so that they can they can start using YouTube to generate more leads in their business. I started doing YouTube since 2014 or 2017, actually. And then I started making it part of like my business, like actually offering services to people in about like two years ago. Before then, I was a social media coach, primarily for like Instagram. And I was actually getting my clients from YouTube talking about Instagram on YouTube. (laughs) And it was so funny. And over time, you know how like, you know, we tend to find like our true calling or like, what our skill set is actually in. And then it just became like a kind of epiphany moment to where I was like, wait, I love using YouTube to get clients. Why am I talking about Instagram? (laughs) 
<laughs> what? And then I did like this, this poll on Instagram asking people if they knew that YouTube was the second largest search engine. Did they know that they could like rank for certain keywords and find people without having to like show up every day? Like how you typically have to do up on Instagram. And they were like, what? Hold on. What's happening? They were like so shocked. And that's when I knew I had something. And so I started first like doing like YouTube consulting and then it kind of woven or grew into an agency where we now we manage clients' pages and help them in so many different ways. Amazing. Now, do you still incorporate Instagram into your YouTube strategy or are you like fully every 100% everything is on YouTube? No. So so I use YouTube and Instagram. So, and, and we can talk, talk a little bit more about this inside the podcast too. I recommend having an attraction-based channel and a community-based channel. And so Instagram is really my community-based channel to where you are, where, where I'm nurturing these people who came from YouTube, right? Because most of the time YouTube is, is bringing in people who don't know who the heck I am. I just solved a problem for them real quick. And so if, if they wanted a more intimate look into like my life, my business, learn a little bit more, more from me in more of a realer time than just like the bi-weekly videos that I do up on YouTube, they're able to connect with me there. And it happens all the time to where someone DMs me and they're like, oh my God, Jamara, I just found you up on YouTube. I love your videos. And then let's say that I'm launching something, right? I'm putting out all of my nurture content up on Instagram. They're ready to buy. It's happened when, when I first had a, like a social media coaching program, right? So it was called Posing for Profit, RIP. That was like my era when I was still an Instagram coach. <laughs> and um, uh, that was like my funnel. They came from YouTube. They came over to Instagram. They saw me in real time, saw me in stories, going live, all this other stuff. And when I was launching that program, two people signed up just from like knowing me from YouTube. Amazing. I love that. I love it. I love the focus on Instagram from the community side of things, focus on YouTube for you're helping solve that problem. Now, you mentioned a couple of things. So I really want to pick your brain about this, but just to give some context. Yeah. So a lot of our audience who is listening today, they do have a YouTube channel. They are posting some are consistent, some are not consistent, but they're posting here and there on YouTube, but they haven't got to the point where they are either optimizing YouTube or monetizing YouTube. So I love what you said from the community side of things, focus on Instagram and then on the YouTube side of things, just post weekly videos. Is that what you recommend typically? I recommend bi-weekly video. So, so you just need about two strategic videos a month in order to see a return on your investment for, okay. for YouTube. Now, if you do more, that's cool. But we've seen when it comes to like coaches, consultants, any type of service-based entrepreneur, weekly videos is possible for short periods of time. Otherwise, they're going to start burning out. And that's one thing that, that we've seen happen. And so, um, because weekly videos is more of a creator perspective, right? Mm -hmm. So you normally hear creators talking about posting videos every week, but we have businesses to run. Marketing is one of the ways that we run our business. And so where is the compromise there? Do we really need to post a video every week or two videos a week? No, you don't. Not with the strategy that, that we do, which is more search focused because you're using the search engine to bring in your people. 
I love that. And honestly, I'm sure there's so many people listening right now and they're just like, thank goodness I don't have to do this every single week. I do it every single week. I know that it is a lot of work, but it goes with my podcast. So it's easier that way I find, but two times a month or bi-weekly, that's a fantastic just goal to set for everyone. Now you mentioned using the search side of things to attract the right people. What do you mean by that? Yeah. So YouTube is the second largest search engine owned by the first largest one, which is Google, right? So before a client even knows to hire you, they are searching for an answer for something. They have searched for something first before they even happened upon you or found you. And it may have even taken months for them to even find you because because you're not found in search, not you, but like just people listening, right? Mm-hmm. What you want to do is you want to be found for for those types of keywords and phrases, right? Because we, we want to benefit from that search engine. And so the purpose of a search engine is to feed the user with the most accurate information possible. So if okay. we can be found for that keyword or whatever, then that gives us a more higher visibility and a more likelihood that this person is going to trust us and listen to us as the authority in that problem that they're trying to solve. Right. And then that Mm -hmm. kind of, and then once they consume our content, like even more because we solve that one problem for them, they come into our marketing ecosystem, into our sales systems. And it really just collapsed time when you focus up on using a search-based platform to get your leads. So from a search side of things, let's just say for an example, people, their problem is how do I generate leads through YouTube? So Mm -hmm. is it the title that people really need to focus on that they're including that like phrase that people would use? Or how do you, how do you navigate even figuring out what to use? Yeah, there are a few things that you have to consider when it comes to like ranking up on YouTube, being found in search. Like, so the topic, the title and the thumbnail are like the very first layer of things to make sure that you are going to be like ranking well. But then it also comes down to like your video description. Are you, are you transcribing your videos, putting the captions in your videos as well? Yeah. So like all of that stuff, like adding chapters to your video as well, because chapters can also rank individually in search as well, like those, those timestamps. So there's a lot of moving parts that happens that gives your video a lot of different chances to be found and seen and discovered. But uh, making sure that the topic, the title, and the thumbnail are on point and are highly enticing the person to click on it because it stands out among all the other search results that the video pops up around is really important. Okay. Now, do you have any tips specifically on how you can find those relevant phrases or titles that people are actually searching? We use a tool called TubeBuddy or vidIQ for keyword research. And the trick is that you you want to make sure that you find keywords or phrases that have a high search volume and a low competition. Okay. And now do you, I'm assuming, obviously you do that before you actually record the content. So like how often should you be going and doing that research? Yeah. So I like you do that research before you even record anything like you, that's how you find your topic. That's how you find mm-hmm. your title, right? Like, so you, that's how you find everything. You want to make sure that, that you're creating these topics and these videos around those popular keywords that have a low competition, because that's going to give you the highest chance for you to be found in search, right? And so you also need to make sure that the topic is definitely still aligned to 
your business and everything, like make sure that it makes sense for you to do that video, <laughs> but definitely start it with keyword research first. Okay. And then from the research side of it, is it like, does it change often? Like, is that something that you're doing on a biweekly basis or monthly, or you do everything for an entire year? Like how do you kind of shift with the market too? So we do our keyword research for on a, like a 60 day basis, really sometimes six months out, but it really comes down to, I don't like to tell people to like focus so much on what the search volume is or what the competition like number is because yeah, sure. Those things may fluctuate every now and again, but sticking to like what, what you see to those numbers that you see, like that is saying to you, okay, this could be a really profitable or rankable term that I could use. Right. So you can do it at any time, right? Like, so like you can do it at any time. You can do it a year out. You, you can do it six, six months out, 30 days out. I don't like to put, put that much pressure on, on people, but as long as the keyword has some type of high search volume and low competition, it, it shouldn't change that much throughout like the year. If it's like, unless it's like, like a trending topic or if something happens in the news or whatever that makes it spike or something like, like that, sure. But generally the types of videos that like clients will, that people would be doing are not like trending type of videos anyway. They're more evergreen video. So the numbers yeah. should be consistent for at least for around the year. Okay. So yeah. So do your research, then you're going to create the content, obviously. So from a content perspective, if I'm recording my video, have you found like there's a sweet spot in terms of the length of videos or is it dependent on the industry or how do people even decide on the length of video? One of the best practices that we tell our clients is that the video is as long as what it needs to be. Like there is, we don't tell them to make it over 10 minutes or, or under 10 minutes. It's just like however long that it needs to be in, in order to answer that, that viewers like question in a way that makes that video able to stand on its own as a powerful marketing asset, right? So do more than just answer the question, you know, still incorporate like certain perspectives, like storytelling, making sure that they're in the right place, example, you know, just stuff like that, that makes it a really powerful marketing asset, but the length shouldn't be that much of like, of, of like pressure. Most other okay. time, certain, most other time we learn about like these types of ideal lengths from creators, right? So they say mm -hmm. you have to have a 10 minute video in order to be monetized. But then again, that's not a rule that I teach my clients because we do not care about being monetized. We want to get the view for them to be a client. We're getting our money different ways, right? And so then a creator. So that's really like the difference between a creator type of style strategy versus a business owner strategy when it comes to YouTube, right? And, and so- mm -hmm. When you look at that that difference, the styles and, and, and how you move is different. How you do things is different, right? Like we're not trying to stretch out a topic to, to 10 minutes just so that we can add some ad breaks up in it, right? Like we're not trying to do that. We're trying to make sure that, that the video is quality and that it's answering that question is being found in search and it will convert that person and get them get them off of YouTube and into your sales funnel. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So don't worry about the time. I'm sure you're giving a lot of people like just weight off your shoulders. Stop putting so much pressure on things from how much you're doing, 
how long it is. So thank you for that. First of all, I'm sure that a yes. lot of people are like, thank you, Jamar. Okay. So you record the video, regardless of how long it is, as long as you're giving that value, you are educating, you are answering that specific question. Essentially you're helping them solve that problem. And then, so now you mentioned the title, the thumbnail and the description you went into. So <laughs> I did a podcast episode, I want to say like a month ago, maybe longer with Sam on Pinterest. So she mentioned from a Pinterest perspective that the title and then what's actually the text inside the pin. So the image has to be different to help your ranking on Pinterest. Is that the same for YouTube? It's similar. Yeah. So your, so your primary keyword should should be in your title and in your video description, along with some other similar secondary keywords that make sense. For the video. So you should have, so you should be writing a, a search engine optimized video description, right? So making sure that you add in that primary keyword into that description, and then along with any other secondary or like relevant other keywords as well. Can you give us an example? If our topic is, let's just keep it for the same. How do you generate leads through YouTube? What would be, is the keyword lead generation or is the keyword YouTube? Um, the keyword is lead generation was like, well, it, it, it will be like lead generation on YouTube or YouTube lead generation. I'm thinking as the primary keyword. And then, and then your, your secondary keywords would be like lead generation strategies, how to get leads on YouTube, video marketing strategies, things like that. Okay. Okay, cool. And then, so you mentioned the chapters, is that the same thing you want to pull out those key phrases or the key lead generation keywords, let's just say inside of each chapter, if that's going to be rankable. So what you want to do with, with chapters is kind of set, like almost make it like actual, like chapters in your, in your videos. So like, what is your video talking about? What are the main points inside your video is how I would probably recommend that. And then when, when you title the chapter, if it makes sense, definitely like try to also make, make that a little bit keyword, like rich, right? So maybe it's like a, mm -hmm. like a topic on like maybe in one of those, those points inside that video, it's how to use how to choose a lead magnet for YouTube or something like, like, I don't know, something like it was, it's like some kind of like little, some kind of little point that is, that can also be a secondary keyword probably that you probably want to rank for. And then in YouTube and Google, that one snippet will also rank separately for that, whatever that name is in that chapter. If it's like a, a searchable phrase. Okay. Amazing. And then you also mentioned transcribe the video. Is there a specific section within YouTube that you should upload your script or does it automatically do it for you? So YouTube does do a pretty good job at coming up with captions for the YouTube video itself, um, depending on how, maybe how clear someone speaks up on the video or anything like that. Yeah. So like when you're uploading the video, there's a section that says captions or subtitles. And so that's kind of what they're talking about there. And so most of the time YouTube will try to generate something and, mm -hmm. and you can either edit that from there if it's like wrong or, or anything like that, or you can use some type of transcription service. Like if you want to use like, like Otter or Rev or anything like that, that will transcribe it for you. And then you're able to just go ahead and just upload it at like upload it the same way that you found that subtitles or, or caption section inside of YouTube. Okay, cool. Okay. So 
do your research, you record your video, you're going to put in the chapters, the title, the description, the cover photo, or the thumbnail, I should say. What mm-hmm. about hashtags? And I feel like a lot of people are so obsessed with hashtags on social media. Are they mm-hmm. still effective on YouTube too? I don't think it's worth losing sleep over. You you can add like like the first three hashtags that you, you use show up at like like the top of your video. And if someone is searching a hashtag, then then they could find relevant videos too. I don't know how effective they are or if people actually use them like that, like how someone may use it up on Instagram, right? So mm-hmm. um you can and you can't like even like for us, for us, like we add like one or two hashtags up on our videos, but it's not, but it's just because it's a feature that we're like, mm, let's just use it. And <laughs> that's kind of what it like if it's there, we'll use it and see what happens. But but we don't use but but we don't lose sleep over it because that's we don't think that it attributes that much okay. success for our channel as the other YouTube SEO things that we talked about today does. Okay. And so it really comes back to like just making sure you're putting out good content. That's really at the end of the day that matters. And then having these little tips in here just to get more exposure, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like I think okay. like if you wanted to do like maybe like a branded hashtag up on your videos, then that will probably make sense, you know, so that if anyone's finding you in search, they can just go to like if you like hashtag like a like a series of videos that make maybe and like maybe if that could be a call to action inside your videos, maybe. There's ways that you could use it, but like, you know, you don't have to worry about it for real because you could just make your own damn playlist up on YouTube <laughs> and that will rank on its own as well. So, so, <laughs> you know. <laughs> All right. So don't, don't stress about it, but let's talk about these playlists then. What mm-hmm. are your biggest tips for playlists? If someone doesn't even know what a playlist is and what we're talking about, can you explain it slightly for us? Yeah. So a playlist is like a series of videos in a list form, right? And so one thing that YouTube allows you to do is you can create those playlists, but the playlist itself can also rank as well as your individual videos. So you can create, so we can create videos around YouTube lead generation, but we can also create a playlist that's like YouTube strategies for coaches and, um, mm-hmm. or something like that. Right. And, and we, and we can include some of those videos that highlight YouTube lead generation and, and like other things that will have someone like binge that whole playlist. Right. Cause that's stra- Cause, and if anyone's searching for YouTube strategies for coaches, that playlist would also be available to them in the search results. Cool. Love it. Love it. Oh God. There's so many things we got to do. Okay. So did the research, create the content. We're getting seen by people because we're using the SEO specific content that in the tips that you're giving us. Now we're creating, let's just say bi-weekly content because you're giving us a break, which is nice. <laughs> How do you start getting clients from it? Which I know is like the question everyone wants. How do I actually monetize this? How do I get clients? How do I make sales? Like what do we need to include to make sure that is happening? Yeah. So it all comes down to a few things. So first we have to understand that YouTube is going to be your top of funnel strategy, right? YouTube's job is to bring people who would have never known who the heck you were into your ecosystem, into your channel, right? They watch your stuff. And then after they watch that video, you need to have 
a next step for them? What is the main call to action for each video? And we recommend having some type of lead magnet, whether it's a like, like a private podcast, a free training, something like, like that, that can get them up onto your email list so that you're able to nurture them through your own sales systems, right? And so if you already have like a, like a really great sales system set up, like if you know, if I like, like we have one client that has like a quiz and she knows if, and she knows that her quiz has a high conversion rate of these people becoming clients, right? Because of her sales system, like, like she has her whole sales funnel set up and it's all through that. So all YouTube has to do is bring that person to that quiz. Now we need to make sure that the videos that you put up on that channel make it very easy is a no brainer next step to get into that quiz. It makes sense. Right. And we want to make sure that the stuff that we put on YouTube aligns with the offers that you have and the frameworks that, that you have and your unique perspectives. Right. So that when the quiz, so that when they go through the quiz and they get sent specific marketing messages around their answers and things like that, you're not selling them on your unique perspective. You're selling them on when is the right time for them to work with you. Okay, I talk a lot about lead magnets on here so people know exactly what you're talking about to get them into your email list, essentially get them off of the place that they're being attracted to into that sales system. Then you can build that relationship on the back end. Now, quick question. And I, I apologize for interrupting from a lead magnet perspective and just your client with the quiz. Is she using that one lead magnet across the board on her every video or does she have multiple ones, multiple ones based on the topic of the conversation? Yeah. So I am a big believer of having one really good lead magnet that is reflective of your unique way of thinking, your frameworks, things like that, right? So that it you're not fighting this person on on if your way is the best way. Not saying that like you like saying that like my framework or the way that I help people is like the best way because there's no point in you having a email list of people who don't want to use who don't want to get to the solution the way that you help people get to the solution, right? It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> and so, um, and we don't want to spend time trying to convince people. That's not how you use your cell funnel. Your cell funnel is not to convince people that you're the one. Your sales funnel is to convince them that now is the time, right? Um, mm -hmm. And so she has with us, she has one lead magnet, which is that quiz, but I think she has like another... I think she may have like one more, but we really only use the quiz because she may use her other lead magnets for her other community-based platforms. When it comes to a YouTube channel, I recommend just making it very easy for yourself and just doing like one flagship type of lead magnet. And when it is surround and when it does surround your um, your frameworks and things like that, it's very easy for it to touch every content pillar, every type of thing that, that you have anyway. So it's a very easy like next step for them to take. Okay. Okay. Amazing. So super clear for me. So again, just to recap for everyone, do your research, search your content or do your research and shoot your content. And then you're going to set everything up on the channel with the the descriptions, the title, the thumbnails, the chapters, you can create the playlist, make sure that you're always mentioning that lead magnet. So that freebie that you're giving away in exchange for someone's contact information. I have one more question for you. I know I'm, I'm throwing lots at you right now. YouTube shorts. I know this is a big topic right now. How don't do you worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't even, don't, don't nope. even, it's flop, flop, not worth it. Don't worry about it right now. Okay. 
Really? Okay. Okay. It's Amazing. not worth it. It's not worth it. I feel. I mean. It. I mean. Here's the thing. And and I just. I just love. I love doing that when people ask me about YouTube shorts. So I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that to you. It's just, no, that's great. <laughs> so here's the thing. I think YouTube shorts. They're great. They're cool. But when it comes to us having a shorts, a a you a long form YouTube strategy, like how we do YouTube specifically, you don't really need shorts. You don't really need it. It's, it's, it's not, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Especially when people come in from shorts, they come, it's like they come from, from the damn streets, girl, you start messing up your analytics and stuff. You don't, you don't know where you're like, why are people coming from this like bikini video? Like what's happening? And it, or it's, it's just like some weird Thing. It's like some of these weird search yeah. terms that they come from. It just doesn't make sense right now. And honestly, I still say that long form content is the most effective than anyone watching a short piece of content from you. You still got to do a lot of work in order to get them. Right. And so some pe people say, OK, well, some people say, oh, well, we can use like the short form content, like the, the shorts to bring in people to watch our long form content. And it's like, that sounds good on paper, but use that short form content somewhere else. Don't do it with YouTube shorts because I don't know what's happening with, with I don't know what's happening over there with, with YouTube shorts right now. <laughs> but, but I would say, yes, do that on, on TikTok, up on Reels, right? Up on Instagram and then feed them into your YouTube channel. That's great. But something I am just not interested in shorts right now for YouTube. I love it. I love it. I, I love it. So you're giving us a lot of things not to do. So don't stress about doing it every single week or every single day if people are trying to do that from the YouTube side of things. Don't worry about the YouTube reels and stop putting so much pressure on yourself for the length of videos. I love it. Thank you. You're taking so much weight off even my shoulder right now. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> God, thank you. So you've given us a lot of tips. So I wanted to thank you first of all, but second of all, where can people find you? What is your YouTube channel that people can follow you at? And I believe you also have a lead magnet to give us too, right? Yes, I do. So y'all can find me at Jamar Diggs on Instagram and YouTube. And I have a free lead magnet, which gives you my YouTube lead generation blueprint, which gives you, guess what it is, my whole framework on how we do strategies for our clients. It gives you my whole approach whenever it comes to it. So some of the questions that 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 you asked inside this podcast today is expanded upon inside that training. And so definitely check it out. I'm going to give you the link if I didn't already, but yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much. So I'll make sure to put that in the show notes. So guys, check it out. I know we've kind of come up with our framework here, but I'm sure that guide is even more in depth to give you give you what you want on YouTube. I feel like it's such such a big platform and people get so overwhelmed with it, even though we try to use it in the most effective way. There's even things that I'm learning by talking to you, Jamar. So thank you so, so much. I greatly, greatly appreciate you. Everyone, go give him a follow, share his videos on YouTube, connect with him on Instagram and on social media, and we will see you next week. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for hanging out with me on this episode. I am so grateful that you show up each and every week. 
I hope these tips and tricks have brought you some new ideas and new inspiration for your business. If you love this conversation, let me hear it. Leave us a rating and review on the More Than Social podcast and be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Share it with someone who you know needs this message and together, let's make an impact and let's make a business that we love. I'll see you next week.